Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. What's up, Ingrid? Oh, man. Just recovering. Recovering. Feeling. I'm feeling alive. Half alive. Half alive? (laughs) Half alive. Okay. Well, that's better than no alive. Yeah. Was it last week was really hot in here? But we were in the afternoon, so now we're recording fucking early because it's been hot in L.A. Yesterday was like the hottest day of the year so far. (sighs) Yeah. It really makes me think of that... um, I think I was like, oh, it's supposed to be summer. We're supposed to be doing all this exciting stuff. You're like, bitch, no. It's like, I mean, Leo season was like the lion. You're supposed to be like chilling in the mm-hmm. sun. You're not supposed to be running around doing a bunch of shit. And then Virgo season is like, you know, the organizing and the fixing. But that doesn't necessarily mean running around like partying and doing all the fun shit. Yeah. Which is what I like. I don't know. That's at least what I associate with summer is like the fun stuff. So learning more about how to work with the seasons and make it all make sense. Well, like in, in LA anyway, like it's like the first couple of weeks of September are always just brutally hot. And I look at that. That's like an interesting, it's an interesting sort of reflection on mutable signs because Virgo is a mutable sign. When the sun is in Virgo, it's the end of summer in the northern hemisphere. Mutable is adaptable, changeable, go with the flow. But So it's like you might get a hint of what's to come, which is fall in the northern hemisphere. But you also might get that last gasp of the season that you're in. Well, I was trying to relate it to just kind of what's what happens in Virgo season, maybe. So I was thinking like cleansing. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess when I think of cleansing, somehow I'm thinking of like fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, like because Virgo rules the digestive system, right? It rules uh, the intestines. Okay. The intestines, yeah. So it's like also digesting information and sorting Mm -hmm. it and organizing it and also like our what we're putting into our bodies, I guess, and our minds. Yes, yes, exactly. I've been making like melon smoothies, just like cantaloupe or what's the other one? Honeydew, Uh mint, and lime juice. And maybe like a little bit of water or milk or whatever the fuck you want to put in there. But it's been like really refreshing. I'm like, I need to feel... I need to feel cleansed. Yes. I've got uh, coconut water over here. <laughs> fucking hydrating the shit out of myself. Awesome. And you're also uh, honoring your fellow Virgo. Oh, he's a Virgo. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know, I'm not a huge sports fan, but I really like sports culture. Yeah. And I really love LA. Uh-huh. And also this was pink and, you know, Kobe's like obviously one of the favorites. So I just thought it was like a fun LA thing to have to like support the city that I love. And I got this before he passed away. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's a fellow Virgo. And it's funny, uh, you know, David Solis, who mm-hmm. we used to work with, he used to work at the Renaissance Hotel David's also a Virgo, and and David loved Ingrid at uh, the restaurant where we worked. I love him. I really (laughs) love him. Ingrid loved him. She was. He would always say, "I'm obsessed with David. I'm just obsessed with him." (laughs) I just love working with him. He had like such a great. He was very organized, and he just always had such a great energy, and he was really funny. I'm like, that's what I need to have a good day. I need some humor. I need some fucking organization. Like it just always felt really light, and and he also made me feel appreciated, yeah, and supported. Yeah. Well, David, a Virgo, used to work at the Renaissance Hotel in downtown LA, which is right across the street from Staples Center, and so Kobe would have a room there before the game or or after the game or whatever. He would stay there, and David said he would 
have to like go into his room sometimes to deliver things or whatever. And he said that he always just loved like, look, he's a huge Laker fan, but even a huger Kobe fan. And he's like, Kobe's shoes were all in perfect order and his watches, everything was like lined up perfectly organized and all this stuff. Oh and I'm like, God. yeah, cause he's a Virgo like you. And so David David loves just that. Like, he, he would just had so much more respect for Kobe the way that he organized his closet and that sort of stuff. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. <laughs> yes. So it is about order and organization and, uh, and really also elimination. You know, when you think of the intestines, the intestines are that organ in the body which is there to eliminate what we whatever need. is in the body that you don't need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. Exactly. I mean, I just had a friend move. I helped her move this weekend. Jesus mm-hmm. fucking Christ. <laughs> the hottest weekend of the year. But like, yeah, it was really, I think, a very powerful time for getting rid of shit. And then you're going to be, you're going to be out moving also. Yes. Yes, and indeed. Although yeah, you guys so. are very, it feels like to me, at least, that you guys are very like streamlined and intentional with your space already. So I'm yeah. not sure how much you have to get rid of. Well, you also it's, just moved recently. Exactly. I mean, I basically got rid of everything. <laughs> I I don't know. Is that because Gabriella I, is like she got very rid aesthetic? of all of my stuff? <laughs> Literally, like I mean, I took when I moved in with her. I took probably I'm not even exaggerating, but like 20 garbage bags full of whatever random stuff to the goodwill. It was insane. And was that was that difficult for you to get rid of or? Yeah. 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 I mean, some things were, uh, like, and I told her like, don't put pressure on me about this thing. Like, I know I need to get rid of it, but I need time to sit with it and really understand that I want to get rid of it or not. But yeah. So yeah, I get really attached to my stuff, even though I, I really strive. Like I know I feel so much better when I get rid of things, but sometimes I get like this crazy emotional attachment to like, Something that is just tra- literally trash. Like, yeah. Well, I'm a Scorpio North Node, so I'm supposed to get rid of the material and and release the material and that excess. But I was just thinking about you also with you helping your friend move. That's also a very Virgo thing to do because you're about work and service, and you're of service to her. It's like I. Yeah, that's just... She's very like... (laughs) She was like, no, I don't want you to do too much. We're only going to do this. We're only going to do that. And I'm like, bitch, you have me for the day. Like, (laughs) moving... I've moved so many times. She hasn't moved in five years. I haven't lived anywhere for five years since I left home. Mm -hmm. Like, I've moved quite a few times. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I find... I really like supporting someone, especially in, like, that stressful time. I think I have, like, a really, like, calm collected energy and i'm very good about organizing things so yeah. i think it was a good fit she was very very appreciative when i when i moved in with gabriella i got rid of i mean i didn't take any furniture the only piece of furniture i actually took was my chair which is her most hated thing yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> which i have this like i mean it's not really a it's a it's a chair it's uh hideous well sorry (laughs) (laughs) me and gabriella had like a fucking whole uh meeting about this chair (laughs) it's it's one of those uh ergonomic chairs it's like good for your back and Mm -hmm. because i'm like sitting in the chair so long and doing readings for people and and all these zoom calls and stuff and i'm in front of the computer it's i needed to get that for my back and the health of my back. So I was like, that's a, that's like, I'm getting, that's the chair or I'm getting a chair like that, that has that support. So what is it about Gabriella's chart that makes her so into like the aesthetic aesthetics? That's the Libra. Yeah. Libra is the sign of beauty and, and peace and, you know, uh, an aesthetic, environment that is beautiful to her is also peaceful Mm -hmm. to her if things and she's you know virgo moon so she's very organized and and meticulous and and 
picky about what she likes and doesn't like and those sorts of things. So that plays into it as well. I feel like the other people in my life, um, Chris's brother, Alex, he's a Libra son, Mm -hmm. very meticulous about his space. He can be chaotic with his personality, but his space needs to be like very peaceful and organized and like beautiful. But yeah, he likes beautiful things. Mm-hmm. He he's very he's a big deal about the way he looks, his outfits mm-hmm. and the cars that he's driving and those that sort of stuff. And then even yeah. Chris's mom, I don't know what the rest of her chart, but she's a Taurus. But she's very like her home needs to look fucking spotless. Well, Taurus is is also ruled by Venus, like Libra. Okay. So Taurus appreciates beauty in their own way, which is different than the Libra appreciation of beauty, but it's both beautiful to each sign in their own way. And then, so where's that in my chart? You always tell me and I always forget the Taurus part because you say that's part of the the reason why I'm into aesthetics. Well, y- your, your moon is in the second house, okay, second house, which right. is associated with the second sign, which is Taurus. Okay. So that is why you are emotionally fulfilled by making sure that you have everything that you need in the material. Right? Okay, so second house moon. This is the, like... Second house hard, moon. It's so hard for me to remember like the whole chart, but I was trying to think of this. I was trying to write a bio for myself, mm-hmm. and I was like, I knew there was... That this little piece, the second yes. house moon, that's what I wanted to remember. Yes, second house moon is like a Taurus moon. You don't have any planets in Taurus, but having the moon, which is one of the most prominent planets in the second house, is going to mean that you're emotionally fulfilled by your material security, by making sure that your likes and dislikes are taken care of in the way that you want them to be taken care of, that you're making the money that you need to make in order to provide for yourself and all your aesthetic needs. Oh, I have one more person. Uh, Tiffany. Tif- oh, Tiffany? I'm seen, I haven't seen her space. She's like, a Libra. Okay. Yeah. Because her space is like beautiful. Like yeah. I've seen on Instagram. I'm like, She's okay, a Libra. Bitch. Yeah, exactly. So that's... <laughs> So, you know, a Libra is going to live in a, well, it's not always that cut and dry because one of my close friends who I, who I went to college with and then lived with for several years after college was a Libra and he was one of the messiest roommates. I mean, I think there can be two sides to every spectrum though. Like I can be very chaotic and like my space can get just fucking destroyed and that mm-hmm. really affects my mental health. But I do feel best when, when I'm feeling my best and I can have everything organized and beautiful, like that really fulfills me emotionally, but that doesn't mean I'm always in this, the right headspace to accomplish all those things. And mm-hmm. a lot of people can appreciate beautiful spaces without actually having the skill to make that happen. You know, maybe a partner comes in or a friend comes into their life that helps them and they would just be like, Oh my God, my fucking life is so different. Like I love having the space and maybe then they can upkeep it. But that doesn't mean we always have the creativity or means to make it happen. Maybe they love going to a beautiful restaurant or like, you know, a friend's space that's really gorgeous or a spa or something that they feel where they can appreciate it there. Yeah. Well, he, he loved beautiful things and loved like the bling and that kind of stuff. But you know, once he got married, then it's like all of a sudden (laughs) his whole, uh, his whole like aesthetics changed, you know, he was suddenly like living in a clean house, oh, you know? So. I, love that. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> I mean, it's much easier to feel like accountable for your space when you're living with somebody else. Yeah. It affects their happiness. So it's like, okay, sometimes we can't always do it for ourselves, but when there's other people around, it's like, okay, well, you can't just let everything go to shit. Yeah. And he's one of those that I, I wish I had his birth time. He hasn't given me his birth time, but <sighs> Uh, yeah you know he's he's very religious so i think he thinks that i don't know some people some people yeah some people think that oh it's astrology it's like you know the devil and that kind of stuff and it's like no it's just looking at uh god's creation the planets and stars is what god created right so i'm just looking at understanding yeah, what it, that means. Yeah, it's really just about understanding ourselves and the people around us and the world around us more. It has nothing to do with exactly. what you believe in 
on a religious sense. You can do both. Exactly. Totally. You can be religious or not religious or whatever. Astrology doesn't really have anything to do with any of that. And I even tell people, I'm like, even if you don't believe in astrology, all of this is amazing information for like, even if you don't believe it's the when and the why and all the stuff, it's like, there is a rhythm for this language that's like, okay, first you need to work on your self-confidence. Then you need to work on relationships. Then you need to work on like clearing shit out. It's like these patterns are such amazing tools to support us in our personal growth, regardless of what you believe is happening. It's, it's just changed my life. So yes. I mean, mine you- too. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> Astrology did change my life. It's, it's shocking to me how much my life has changed because of astrology. So, and it's exciting to see how much it's influenced and affected your life in a positive way as well. Yeah, I feel I've just like learned so much about myself and just communi I mean, I feel like I I think it's hard to pick one, but I'm like communication. I think communication astrology really allows you to tap into how to do that better, mm-hmm. how to sit through the discomfort of the growth in your relationships is so hard. Yes. And like the more we're able to communicate understand ourselves better what we want to communicate to other people Mm -hmm. how to hold space for other people better and like listen to them it just that just changes everything because that's that's your friendships that's your romantic relationships that's your business partnerships Mm -hmm. like if we don't have that then we don't have anything that's it like anything else can be going wrong in my life but when there's an issue at least for me like if there's an issue in my like relationships like that will just be looming over my head hmm yeah. So it gives you the clarity to see through the chaos, basically. It's an amazing tool. Yes. Yes. Yeah, happy to be able to share all of this knowledge with everybody else. Just like, yeah, I'm learning. I'm always just learning, you know, but <laughs> I think that, yeah, just being able to share it with people is really special. Mm-hmm. I didn't really even understand what the point of this podcast was when we started it. I had no idea what was even happening. Where I, I was just like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> And now I'm like, okay, I feel like I've learned so much about myself. And then we just get so many amazing messages from listeners that are also like learning alongside me. I'm like, I can't remember my fucking second house for the life of me. But like (laughs) just being able to understand all the symbols and the planets and where everything's at. I feel like I'm, I'm getting close. I'm getting closer. And like the more I learn just about the symbols and like the rhythms, the more I learn about myself. Mm -hmm. Also, if you, if you don't have the basics of astrology. It's the book that Scott wrote. It's on Amazon. It's on our website. You can download it to Kindle or you can order the paperback book. It's a gorgeous book. He drew all of the symbols in there. It's really just a glossary and it goes alongside the newsletter that's on the website. It's like a blog page with all of the things that we show here. If you don't know, we have the podcast is actually a video now. So if you are on Spotify, you can see our faces or if you go to YouTube each day of the week, a little card will come up and it will show whatever alignments we're talking about. So it's a really good way to just follow along and be able to learn the alignments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the book actually helping edit and like design it is how I really like stepped up my astrology game. Hmm, absolutely. I was, I was very, I was very resistant. <laughs> Every week Scott would be like, just learn the symbols. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> it's too hard. I'm trying to remember the epiphany that you had. Oh, the when order, were, the order yeah, of the symbols. Yeah. You're <laughs> just like, houses. do you understand like Scott? And you like, you looked at me like, like you, accusatory, like, you kept well, this you, from me. You, re- you realize that this is how it is. Right. And I was like, uh, yeah, Ingrid, I do. Like, that's what I've been telling you for the last year plus. And I was like, well, <laughs> I didn't realize it till I saw it. Like, till I really saw it. I was like, holy fuck. It's yeah. so much easier when you're, it's just easier to absorb when you can just see it and like, taking the information and trying to like memorize these words. Like I'm able to just see the symbols without Mm -hmm. having to be like, Oh wait, what did Scott say was the alignment for the week? I can just glance over and be like, Oh, I know what's happening. Yes. And that's like a really good feeling. Absolutely. And it it also allows me to tap into like my intuition. I'll just get a sense of. That's what it's about. That's what it's about right there is like looking at the symbols and what does it mean to you? I can tell you what it means to me or like the general sort of, insight that I have on each of the symbols, but what does it mean to you? It's like one time 
in in one of my early moon cycle classes, I was talking about Leo and the symbol of Leo, and I was like, it's the it's the symbol is the mane of the lion. And somebody in the class said, Oh, well, it could, it could also be the tail. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It could be the tail. So, you know, however you look at it, whatever clicks in your brain to remind you what that symbol is. And then what that means to you, what does the lion mean to you? Shall we, shall we move into the week? Yes, let's do it. But of course, let's, uh, Let's give a shout out. Well, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. So I want to thank Larry, Deborah, Haley, Libby, Abby, Clarissa, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent and Michelle, Catherine, Brenna, Stephanie, Kimberly, Grace, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Joanne, and Amber. Thank you so much for sponsoring the Weekly Transit Podcast. Yes, thank you everyone so much. We appreciate everything that you give to us. It allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. If you are getting value out of this podcast, we would love it if you would support us. If you go to any of the links, the website, the Instagram, at the Weekly Transit, you can donate a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars. It's a monthly fee, and it really helps us keep doing keep doing this. Yes, absolutely. And I've got a couple announcements. Yay, I'm so excited. So, yes, yeah, so I'm a part of this this really fun summit. It's a it's called Planets and Predictions. So Delisa Hawking is a fifth generation psychic medium and she put together this free event where there's over 25 psychics and astrologers and different mediums that are that are talking about what's going to happen in 2023. So they really cover a lot of different topics from finance and markets and and all the different energies. It's free. You can register through there's a link in my Instagram. Uh if you're also if you're a part of my mailing list, I send out an email uh, and I'm going to send out another one before uh, it closes, but it starts on September 19th. Now it's free to access each interview for 72 hours, or you can gain a lifetime access uh, with the VIP Summit Pass for $47. So for a small fee, $47, you get lifetime access to all the content. But if you don't want to pay that, it is free for the first 72 hours for each interview. So I'm a part of it. Also, Shara Prophet, who many of you know, who is my co-host for the Uncharted Territories. She's also a part of it. But there's a lot of other great... Uh, mediums and psychics and astrologers and a lot of great information is going to be shared. So I really encourage you to go to my Instagram or check the email that I sent and register for the Planets and Predictions Summit. I also want to mention that this is the week that my interview with Drew and Ian for Unpacking Grief uh, that podcast is released. It was released on Sept- September 11th. So it's called Unpacking Grief. Unpacking Grief. And that's on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. All the platforms, okay. I believe, yes. So Yeah, we had a couple uh, questions about what what the name of that podcast was. People were writing in. So yes. one more time. Unpacking Grief. Unpacking Grief. Okay, yes. beautiful. And I'll, I'll put a link in my Instagram, and I'll be promoted in, on there too. So... You know, very healing, and it was a good conversation. I love talking with Ian and Drew. They're both great individuals, so very grateful for them having me on their podcast. Okay, now into the week. We're looking at the week of September 12th through the 18th. So, Monday, September 12th, we're looking at the moon, the planet of emotions, in the cardinal fire signs, symbolized by the ram Aries, squaring off with the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation, Pluto, in the cardinal earth sign, symbolized by the goat. So, there's a 
transformation to our emotions, which is occurring here. This is, we've been getting this frequency since 08, 09. Uh, so this is really where the degrees are important in your astrological code to know where these planets are connecting to you specifically. But from a general perspective, how can I courageously express my authenticity in order to establish my authority in life? That's what this is about. So I was thinking expressing my emotions in, we have like the Pluto is God of death and transformation. Mm -hmm. Like maybe we're expressing our emotions in a different way about our career ambitions or our work, something to do with that realm. And maybe it's being received uncomfortably. Like, is it, I guess, is it an external or internal conflict? Because the Aries energy makes me think maybe it would be an external conflict. Someone else is not receiving it well, or is this more of an internal emotional? We're having trouble accepting that we're going to like feel different about this or something of this nature. I think it's, there's something that you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. There's, there's the mountain, the peak that you're looking to climb to the top of. And in order to get there, you've got to have the courage to break through these barriers. And that's the challenge. The challenge is having the courage to break through the barriers. If you don't have that courage, if you're consumed by fear, mm -hmm. then there's going to be a lot of frustration. If you are able to face the fear and charge through it, it may also be frustrating because you may receive a lot of resistance mm -hmm. on the other side. But by following this frequency, you'll be able to break through. So there's... This it sounds is, kind, of, kind of like more of an internal conflict then. Well, it's, you're having an internal conflict, but the only way to relieve it is to deal with the external issue. Okay. So it's like the internal conflict is like, well, I want to do this, but I can't because this thing won't let me or this authority won't let me or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you just say, okay, but I, I need to do it anyway. I'm going mean, like, to press against the authority and say, no, I'm going to take charge here. I right. want this. So that's like the Aries energy is just like doing it. Like instead of thinking about it all this time, it's just like, just do the thing. Like the mm -hmm. more you sit in that in-between frequency of trying to make the decision and looking at all the fears and the options, it's like, you're going to get more and more scared. Yes. It's going to be more and more confusing. Just do the thing that you need, that you know you need to do. Yes, yes, yes. And also be Capricorn is like the sign of work. So it's like kind of putting in the work to get there, even though it, a lot of the time it is uncomfortable. Work is not always just pleasurable. It's like being diligent. Yeah. Well, the, the challenge is, yeah, that Capricorn is, it wants to plan mm. and okay, well, this is how it's going to go. These are the steps that I have to take. And Aries is like already through the door. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, okay. just take it. Like, okay. That's like, <laughs> so that's kind of the conflict there is like, the push and pull of that type of energy. Yes, okay. yes. And this is something, like, this alignment occurred back in August uh, at the same degree. Because Pluto is stuck at 26 degrees from, like, the beginning of August to the beginning of December. So if you have something at or near to 26 degrees in a cardinal, or in any sign, really, then... This is a frequency that you're getting. You got it in August. You're getting it in September. You're going to get it in November and in December. So we're getting some practice. Yes. Yes. So this is take two of like a series. This is take two. Okay. Exactly. So, I mean, just be mindful because it sounds like it's going to come up a couple more times. So this is maybe one of the most uncomfortable times, but maybe mm -hmm. we experienced it recently so we can do a little better this time. That's it. That's it. All right. Tuesday, September 13th. The moon has now moved on into Taurus. The fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. And it's making an 
uncomfy, as Ingrid would say, uh, aspect with Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination in the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales, Libra. So this is Libra and Taurus. They're both ruled by Venus, but it's an it's kind of an awkward match because Taurus is fixed Earth. Libra is cardinal air. They don't share a modality. Earth and air don't mix. So something's going on here with that emotional connection to your aesthetics, to what you value, your self-worth, and being able to communicate that in your close personal relationships. So this has to do with Mercury retrograde. This, I think we talked about last week, but it's about taking the initiative to have the conversation with the person that you're in relationship with over your values. And this may be a day where maybe things are a little uncomfy. You kicked down the door yesterday, you faced your fears, and now you have to back it up by proving your self-worth and saying, no, this my value is important to me. I have to be heard and, and respected in this way. Yeah but also creating the space for the other side to do the same. I mean, just tapping into that Libra energy, the balance, the grace, the equality, putting, trying to put something on the scales, even though it's not just, it doesn't just move like this. The scales kind of like they, they swing back and forth Mm -hmm. until they balance out. So it's like at first, maybe it is uncomfortable, but if you do it gently and smoothly, it's not going to be so chaotic and it will balance out as long as you let someone else put something on the other side. It's like, being gentle. And that's so, that's so brilliant. And it's so funny because when you talk about balance and grace, the most unbalanced and ungraceful is Taurus. Exactly. The bull. I see. You know, and so that's so why the, it's uncomfy. Exactly. This is the difference between these two signs that are ruled by Libra. One is very graceful, which is Libra, the scales, and one is not graceful. It's the bull in the china shop. (laughs) That's Taurus. So, but, you know, the bull does appreciate the senses. So it's about finding the balance with the bull moving through the room with the scales. So, yeah, it's, this is where, and, you know, Mercury retrograde and all that. It's like, this is where communication is meant to be improved. So really make an effort to say what you need to say and create space for the other to say what they have to say as well. And maybe just the idea of the awkwardness, knowing that it might be there, that that's okay. Exactly. It's not always going to come out perfect. It's about being intentional, slowing down, trying your best. Mm -hmm. And even if it comes out in an awkward way, it's okay. Yes, that's it. Yeah, it's fine. It can be awkward. We're going to get comfortable with it. And maybe that happens on Wednesday, September 14th, when the moon moves into a supportive alignment with Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in the mutable earth sign symbolized by the Virgin, Virgo, which we were talking about. So Venus is the planetary ruler of Taurus. The moon is exalted in Taurus, so they're both Earth, Virgo and Taurus. So today is maybe a little bit smoother because you had that conversation. Now you're able to recognize what parts of the relationship that you've been holding on to that you need to let go of and eliminate that Virgo energy. Maybe there's something about your likes and dislikes and the relationship with the other person that that needs to be put to the side. I mean, the Virgo is the critic, so maybe it's somehow like critiquing the relationship. But since you got like the uncomfortable moments out yesterday, today, it's like, okay, how are we going to, I mean, the, the moon is here. So being able to critique someone in like a kind way and like nurturing their emotions at the same time, like maybe just talking things out and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the uncomfortable moment out of the way and now you can talk about 
how you value each other or how they can value you more. And maybe just a shift, like a critique doesn't have to be negative. It can just be like, oh, maybe we should do things a little differently. How do we change it so it makes more sense? And there can maybe even be a little humor with the critique. It's like you would always say, you were saying earlier how David was so funny. And I think of another Dave, who's also a Virgo, who's very funny, Dave Chappelle, you know, Love that him. these are, it's that dry sense of humor. It's like when you realize that it's all laid out here and you're able to just look at the critique, but laugh about it at the same time. So maybe there's some of that here. Some lightness. Yeah. Some lightness. I love that. Because we're creating the efficiency. I mean, sometimes when we realize we've been doing something in an inefficient way for so long. It's like hilarious. We're just like, Oh my God, why would I be doing this for so long? Why would we be doing that way? That's, that's ridiculous. Yes. And it is, it's really, it can be really funny. You can get mad about it or you can just be like, wow, we're just being a human is insane. Like until we really like pick something apart, sometimes we're just doing something really dumb Mm -hmm. for no reason other than like, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I put my dishes in this cupboard. And you're like, well, why the fuck did you put your dishes there? That's not anywhere near the table. That's not even near the dishwasher. Like, And you're like, I have no idea. I don't know why I did that. That's just so silly. So just being able to laugh about maybe doing something that's kind of just bad. or you're, you're making me think of something that I probably should have brought up earlier when you, you mentioned that Gabrielle and I are moving but I feel like it's still appropriate to talk about now because it's about efficiency with energy. And so like we've been, well, she's been unhappy where we're living for a year and it took me a while to get on that same page. So that was getting more efficient with the energy because if I'm feeling one thing about the house and she's feeling something else, then the energy is not going to be efficient. Yeah, you're like, that's not how it is. Stopping, stopping whining. How can you find a new place to live if one person doesn't want to leave me and <laughs> yeah. the other person does? Yeah. But then we got to the point where we were both on the same page. But then we also weren't sure if we really wanted to leave. We started looking at other places that were out there and we're like, oh, I don't know, maybe this is the best place, unfortunately. But we had we got to this point where we were talking with our landlords and trying to figure some things out about a cooling solution. And we knew Gabriella, I should say, said that as soon as we know what they're going to do with the cooling situation, we'll have the answer one way or the other. Either we're going to stay or we're going to go. And if and if they're not going to give us what we want, we're going to go. And that's when the new place will show up. And literally the next day, we got the email from the landlord saying they're not doing what we want them to do. The next day, Gabriella found our house. And it was just like that. It was like the energy that we were holding on to, our current place, was now eliminated. And the universe was like, okay, they don't want to be here anymore. Let's give them a new place to go. It's very clear. And maybe even just tapping earlier in the week, the idea of like the indecision. That's it. It's, it's like the indecision. Isn't if you're in the indecision, it's, there's no efficiency. It's like that leaky energy, you know? So we eliminated that and we streamlined our energy and we found what we were looking for. I love that. Like magic. <laughs> yeah, you've been, yeah, it's been a... A back and forth for a year, like almost every week, you're like, oh, wait, maybe this, maybe that. We don't know. (laughs) Gabriella, this, it's too much. Now we're going to stay. And it was like, oh, man, like I was really, I mean, just either way to have the knowing is like comforting where you're like, okay, we're definitely staying. This is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. But like the in-between is exhausting. Yes. And also the Virgo too. We had our list of like, this is what we're looking for in a place. And this is what we're going to find. But you didn't, you wouldn't have, even though it was exhausting, it's like you wouldn't have come to the conclusion that this was the perfect place if you wouldn't have had the back and forth mm-hmm. and been like exhausted and been like, okay, this is exactly what we want. Use the Virgo energy to make the list of all of the certain things that have to be in this new place. And then now it has everything you wanted, but you also dialed in what exactly you wanted. Exactly. Yes. So very exciting 
Thursday, September 15th. The moon continuing through Taurus now forms a supportive aspect, a sextile with Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, which Neptune rules, Pisces. So this is sort of like the the cherry on top moment where you get what you want. You've got the moon in a position of power in Taurus connecting to Neptune in a position of power in Pisces. This is actualizing and realizing your dreams on an emotional level, getting what you want that's going to satisfy you. I mean, finding that new place, also just emotions in the sign of the material. It's like Gabrielle is going to be emotionally fulfilled with this new space. And also this is something that she's been dreaming about for a long time. Yes. It's also the unconscious, you know, what were those unconscious thoughts like, oh, well, we're never going to find a place or it's taking us so long and all of these, what, are, what is that voice that's going on beneath the surface? And if, if you're not clear about what it is, like look around you, what's going on in your relationships, what's going on in your home life. If it's not the way that you want it to be, maybe there's something, there's a little tiny voice that you actually maybe don't hear. So there's this little tiny voice that's going on beneath the surface with you that's saying, you're never going to find what you want. This is always what happens to you. You're a failure. And whatever that voice is saying, it's about showing it compassion so you can integrate those thought patterns and memories with understanding and forgiveness and love and saying that, no, we do deserve to live where we want to live, pay what we want to pay, all those different things. But for whatever it is in your life, financially, materially, this is about bringing those dreams into reality. Friday, September 16th, We've got a couple different alignments. We've got Neptune again, but now opposing the sun, the planet of vitality and light and life in Virgo, bringing light, life and vitality to Virgo, opposing Neptune. So again, it's about bringing the dream into reality, connecting the conscious mind to the unconscious mind. How does the unconscious mind affect the conscious mind? And how does my conscious reality affect my unconscious experience? I mean, so I'm thinking just being kind of sorting through organizing your psychological baggage, like what is in there? Maybe taking kind of taking stock of what is living in your unconscious. So maybe just setting aside some time to be you know, kind of tapping into yesterday too. Like what is sitting in our subconscious? What is in there? We need to know what we're dealing with so we can function better. Like maybe we need to clear some stuff out that's not working or just knowing, also just knowing the why behind the things we do. We're like, oh, I reacted this way because I have this wound sitting over here in my subconscious or I have this voice telling me, you know, sometimes I think I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we can be more compassionate when we know what we're working with, what might be living in there from our past. Yeah, it's digging into those areas and, and really focusing on where are these voices coming from? Why are they there? Or what? Do I have voices in my head? Do I even know that I have voices in my head? Like like looking, really taking an analytical perspective at your world around you and then your thoughts. I was reading something about how the human brain isn't necessarily wired to make us happy. It's wired to make us safe. We're just yes, like animals. Exactly. Exactly. But we're also have another intelligence where we can look into that psychological baggage and be like, Oh, you were just trying to keep us safe. Sometimes that means being very small, mm -hmm. not taking any steps to be out of your comfort zone. Yep. All of these things. And it's like, okay, we can, once we can see that it was just trying to keep us safe. Cause that's what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. We can also know that it's okay sometimes to feel unsafe as long as, you know, we have, somewhere to live we have food we have water sometimes it's okay to be outside of our comfort zone even though it does feel very scary yes that's it i love that that's so true 
Okay, second alignment is Venus, again, in Virgo, is now squaring off with Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini. So this is is moving some of that energy. It's like facing those fears in your relationships or with regards to your daily routine. You have these ideas, but you don't believe that you can bring them into reality. So this is pushing you maybe into those uncomfortable places that are saying, no, you have to move. You have to shift something here. It can't remain stagnant. But you may really be at odds today and in the days surrounding today where you feel like, well, Scott's saying that I have to move, but there's no way I can move through this. And so that's the, that's the challenge is fighting through it. I was looking at the Gemini energy. So it's Gemini connecting with the God of War. So maybe we're being curious in our psyches, like kind of like pushing forward, like what is it, the God of War, planet of action? Action. So it's having the courage to remain curious, the courage to communicate, to ask the questions from your partners. What is your fear? And then allowing them to ask you what your fears are as well. This is this Mars in Gemini is really shaking us up to to embrace our curiosity, to learn a little bit about a lot. We can't act like we know it all now. Yeah, it can be. Gemini always has a lightness about it, but it can be uncomfortable when you're like finding out things maybe you don't want to know or mm-hmm. maybe that have been, you do really want to know, but you haven't been doing it. You're like sitting under the surface, the question you haven't been asking that you're dying to know the answer to, even though it might be uncomfortable to hear. Yes. If you don't get the answer that you want. Exactly. It's having the courage to gather the information that you need, even if you don't really want to know what you need to know. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. That can be very scary. Totally. Saturday, September 17th. And now we we get a little more support. You, You say scary. And we're looking at Mars again in Gemini forming a supportive sextile with Chiron the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram Aries. So Mars is the planetary ruler of Aries. Chiron is there. It's forcing us to face our fears, our insecurities. Well, yesterday, if we asked the uncomfortable question, now today we are healing that wound to our self-confidence. Yes. By staying curious yes. like the more we ask the questions the easier it is to sit in a bit of discomfort and then we realize that it's okay it is safe mm-hmm. it is safe to ask the questions even though it might change things <laughs> you ask that first question and you get the answer and it's uncomfortable but you realize okay i didn't die i'm still here then you can ask the second question and the third question and it Okay, it gets a little easier to receive the information, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it can just, once you once you move that initial like stuck energy and the fear kind of dissipates, it's like, okay, yeah, even though maybe I didn't like the answer, it allows for more to come up. We can be more curious. We can see why the person feels that way. And then it maybe becomes less personal. We're just like getting more information on the subject. Like, oh, you got your feelings hurt. You know, this is why you have all, maybe the other person has all this psychological baggage and that's why they were acting this way or yeah, we need more information. We can't just be sitting in the dark wondering why the people we're in relationship are doing what they do or saying what they say. We have to like get to the bottom of it so we can be like connected. Yes. And that's when the unconscious is going crazy too. When you're like making assumptions or wondering about what the other person's thinking and you're making assumptions based on what you're wondering and it has nothing to do with logic (laughs) which is what gemini is about it's about logic so get logical have the courage to be logical and then sunday september 18th we've got a couple more supportive alignments there's mercury the planet of communication 
which is now opposing Jupiter, the planet of expansion and luck, the god of thunder, lord of justice in Aries. So it's Jupiter's expanding our self-confidence to communicate in our relationships because Mercury is still retrograding through Libra, Mercury's retrograde, Jupiter's retrograde. Maybe there's some conversations that are coming up that have have come up in the past or were avoided in the past and now they're coming up again. Maybe it has something to do with the past. You're reviewing something, but you're being given the gift to really have the courage to say what you need to say to those that you're closest to. And at the same time, the sun is forming a supportive trine with Pluto. So they're both in Earth, the Sun in Virgo, Pluto in Capricorn. We began the week with Pluto. We're ending the week with Pluto. This is that transformation. Like when you think back to Monday, it was it was the moon in Aries squaring Pluto. That was that difficult, oh, I got to have the courage to authentically express my emotions so that I can be in my power, in my authority. And by the time we get to Sunday, we've got the sun in Virgo forming a supportive aspect with Pluto where you're actually seeing the transformation to your identity with regards to your reality, your daily routine, your health, your diet, your job. You're making the transformations that you wanted to on an authentic level emotionally on Monday, but were afraid to, but you had the courage to do it and you've done the work during the week. And now by the end of the week, you're hopefully seeing the rewards and there's clear lines of communication and you have the help that you need and you're serving and they're serving you. Yeah. Today feels definitely like that reward. You experience the discomfort of doing something in a new way. And now you're able to look at it and be like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that I'm doing it in a new way. It makes so much more sense. Yes. Like this, this is what I needed to do. Like appreciating the discomfort and recognizing that we had to experience that to get to where we are. Now it feels exciting. Yes, absolutely. Awesome, Ingrid. Should we do some questions? Yeah. I have a simple question from Ariana Fiorini. She says, hey, I love y'all. Thank you for providing the community with your knowledge and wisdom. Mm, You're welcome. (laughs) I was wondering if you had a reliable site to get a natal chart with degree points on the chart. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of them. But the one that I use, well, I use... Cafe Astrology? Cafe Astrology, I think you can use that. I I would go to astro.com astro.com does free charts and there's a lot of different like sort of the way that it looks is different ways they have a lot of different like options for how the chart looks so it's easy for you to read so i I would say my first choice would be astro.com of course i also go to i I rely on time passages yeah time passages is is gorgeous yes that's that's an app though it's not a website so we have to we paid for that right yeah i think it's like 30 bucks for the for the app but so if you just want a chart for yourself i wouldn't recommend time passages but if you're getting more into collecting charts from your friends or family or clients Time Passages is amazing because you can save everyone's charts in there and go reference them, which I love. Yeah, I have totally. like everyone I'm close with is in there. They're like, what's <laughs> happening? I'm like, okay. They're like, do I need to give you my birth time? I'm like, no, bitch, I have you saved right here. <laughs> but if you wanted to print one out, you know, astro.com, I mean, you can print it out. But I guess you could, if Time Passages, you would have to buy the, the, they have like a program for the computer. Okay. Um, but that is not free. So, I mean, also you can get a reading with Scott and totally. he and I'll draw you. one for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hand drawn. So, and you know, yeah, I had a reading today with somebody who was just like, I love the, your drawings. Like they just like come alive. Yeah. It and feels really the, magical. Like when we first met you, like brought the the chart that you drew to me and i was like holy shit this is a piece of art <laughs> yes well and that's the thing i wanted it to be a piece of art because astrology is an art form it's that's what it is it's it's an art form it's a language so 
I've always been an artist since I was a little kid. Uh, and so it was fun for me to draw these yeah. symbols and the colors. And, and I just really wanted to come alive. That's what I needed for myself to learn the language. Mm. <laughs> so now I provide it for my clients, people that come to meet me for a reading. Well, thank you so much for the question, Ariana. Yes, thank you, Ariana. And then I have another one from uh, Maya Morin. Uh She wants to know, what do you consider a challenging natal placement? Oh, wow. Well, you know, there's so many. I mean, any of the the squares Mm -hmm. are going to be the challenges. So, uh, but we were talking, I can't remember if it was the last episode or it's been been one of the more recent ones because somebody commented i think on the youtube page or somewhere that they're they're like yeah i was talking we were talking about how the sun squaring the moon oh yeah is is challenging and and you may not your birthdays may not be that fun Mm -hmm. because every year on your solar return the sun is squaring your moon, your emotions. So that would be an indicator of a challenging natal placement where your emotions are sort of at odds with your identity. And I mean, I think, I mean, I'm not sure if this is what she was intending, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people always want to know like, well, do I have a bad chart? No. You know, and I think that we all have a, like, I'm curious do some people have more squares in their chart? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. But I don't look at anybody's chart and say like, oh, fuck, how am I going to talk to this person about their chart? Every chart, I'm like, oh, my God, wow, this is so interesting. This is I'm excited to meet this person. I look at every single chart and to you know go back to the religious piece is like the work of God or whatever you believe in, but... I mean, these are all of our gifts and challenges laid laid out in the map. So even if it's uncomfortable, I guess the answer would be, I guess, squares. Squares are what's going to be uncomfortable. Right. But once you're able to look at them, you're able to work with them easier when you know what you're working with. And that's the power of having an an astrological reading. Just having someone tell you what your challenges are instead of you thinking like you're just fucked up or like broken. (laughs) It's like, oh... I have to work on this thing. Like, obviously that's why it keeps coming up for me that I'm not like passing the test. Like the test keeps coming up and I keep doing things the same fucking way. Yes. So I think a lot of the time, like we can blame the external world on our problems. And then really it's like, Oh, well I didn't make the change I needed to make. That's why it keeps coming up until I work out the thing. Yes. That's it. That's it. I mean, I always remind people, I'm like, everyone's born with gifts and challenges. It's about understanding the challenges so that you can work on them. Like you're saying, I understand that this is a challenge in my life. So I'm going to take ownership of this challenge and I'm going to work on it every day until the day that I die. And then you want to understand your gifts so that you can cultivate them. Because the challenges are there to inspire you to open your gifts and the gifts are there to help you work on your challenges. And all of it is just pushing you towards your North Node, your soul's purpose. So by working on those challenges and cultivating those gifts, gifts, you find your way to your soul's purpose, or by finding your way to your soul's purpose, the challenges become less and the gifts become more prominent. I just immediately think like two of my favorite things to know about people are their North Node, which is the soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not necessarily a challenging alignment. Oh, it's or, challenging. But Or like whatever. It, w- it wasn't necessarily <laughs> It's not a challenging... Yeah, it's not... No, it's not what she... Exactly. It's not what she was asking about. But, but it, it, that is like an indicator of what might be very uncomfortable in each person's chart. Exactly. Like knowing your North Node, it's not always going to be easy to fulfill your soul's purpose. Mm-mm. And then Chiron, which is your wound. Yes. Like that's something that you're always going to struggle with to totally. overcome. So both of those things are just simple things that anyone can look at without having to know how to read a chart. And just find those two and those can be like clues on what is going to be uncomfortable for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I did do an Instagram post with my whole face. Yes, your whole body. (laughs) 
<laughs> which Scott has been like, oh, Ingrid, your North Node is in Aries. Exactly. You need to show your face. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. So, you know, that was a, the challenge for me is just overcoming the fear of yes. you know, putting myself out there. Yes. And how did people respond? Very well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People want to see your face. And somebody actually mentioned in was the... Was it Ricky? No. Well, Some, I don't know. She's, what did she say? I think it was Ricky. Might have been like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing your North Node over here. <laughs> I love or it. North Node in Aries. Yes. Yeah, now. exactly. I was going to say, uh, in last week's episode on YouTube, somebody commented, and I'm not sure if you saw it, but... They're like, yeah, Ingrid, you, you're showing half your face now. It's like, just got to get that other half out there, you know. So so turn and look and show your whole face at the camera. There it is. <laughs> it's a wonderful face. Yes. Learning and growing through astrology. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome, Ingrid. All right. We'll see you all next week. We will see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.